check one, two. This is Roxy Houghton. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Oh, shit, I've got to get the headphones. Okay, I've just my headphones. I haven't got them plugged in yet. Can't remember. Am I meant to plug them into my computer? Microphone, microphone. I've got them plugged into the computer. Is that correct? No. No. So I plug them into the microphone. No, but then I'll only be able to hear me. No. Oh, into the microphone. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Fuck quit. Every time. Welcome to On The Turn Podcast. I'm Dale. And I'm Roxy. We've been friends for 16 years. And yet we've got nothing in common. Each episode, one of us will challenge the other to try something new, something the other may not like. And at the end, we will ask, are you on the turn? Okay, so we are episode 11. Mm-hmm. Going to do something slightly different before we take a little bit of a break. Because that's the wild, crazy kids we are. Yeah. Um, but we've had fun, wouldn't you say, nah. over 10 episodes? I think shit. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, rather than just go through episode by episode, because this might be your first episode listening, in which case I suggest you go straight back to episode one. Um, but I thought we might be, maybe if I just ask you a few questions, Roxy, around, you know, your favorite episodes and things like that. That sounds like a fun idea because I like talking about me. So um, when I was younger, I always used to fantasise about being in a band and Molly Meldrum from Countdown (laughs) interviewing me and I'd practice my answers in my head, usually in the bathroom whilst I was styling my 1980s bouffant, (laughs) um, practising my answers to my questions. So hit me, hit me, Molly. Great. Well, I'll do do my bit. And I'm gay as well. Oh, and you know who Molly Meldrum is, don't you? The presenter of Countdown. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. That's why I said I'm gay as well. Okay, okay. Because he's gay. Unless you missed that. I think he's bisexual, actually. Really? Mm, I'll fact check that later. Okay. Okay. So, my first question for you, Roxy, is: Which episode changed you the most as a person? As opposed to which episode changed you the most as a animal? Per as a person. As a person. Okay. Uh, I think it would have to be episode seven, Dale, which was karaoke. And the reason why I would say that that has changed me most as a person is that since then I have actually been to um, uh, RSL, which for our non-Australian listeners is a a club for um, the local community. It's got sort of discounted drinks and stuff and they quite often put on things like bingo or um, have very um, very easy listening kind of bands play there and the food's discounted and it's, um, it's sort of a way of all, all the community getting together. Anyway, I was at an RSL and they had karaoke on and without hesitation... I went up and put my name down and performed a number much to the surprise of my my friends that I was with. I think I was with about 10 people that night. Next thing they knew, 
I was standing on stage singing Big Spender. No encouragement needed. Oh, so you went back to your your trusted friend, yep. Big Spender. Yep, absolutely. And it was so fantastic because I was completely confident doing it. And I think in the episode of karaoke, I said that I still wouldn't really do it in a public place. I would do it in a private booth or I'd do it at people's houses. Mm. But this was very much a public place. It was very dark. I wasn't that drunk. I'd only probably had about two two beers um, and I even had a fan. There was a girl that came up and started dancing. Seriously. <laughs> Did you get a name so she can come with you to all your other gigs? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was I was pointing at her and you know she was getting well into it. So uh so yeah, I guess that's probably changed me most as a person. Um yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Well, I think that's good. Are you drinking? No. Water. I've got water. Why do I sound a bit pissed? Mm, no. Ah, that's me drinking my water. <laughs> okay, so that was the one that changed you the most. Okay, what, what was your most hated challenge? Uh, it would definitely, definitely be, oh, it would definitely be episode one, the Marvel superhero film, because that, um, what was it called that I saw? The one, um, see, I've tried to blank. Avengers. Oh, see, I've tried to blank it out of my brain. That's how much I disliked it. And I did feel quite angry with you that this was our introduction into On the Turn was something that, I really, in retrospect, really did hate. Um, and a lot of people have said to me that you shouldn't have chosen that one for me. You should have chosen a different Marvel film. So uh, I've had lo- like practically strangers stopping me in the street saying, <laughs> why did you choose? Which one did they say I should have chosen for you? Um, well, they said one that di- was just one character focus, that the the huge error you made was too many characters all at one time. Mm. So, yeah, like a Thor. Well, I'm going to have to reflect on that a little bit, I think. Mm, just a little bit of um, 360 feedback for you, Dale, for you to, <laughs> <laughs> to consider at your leisure. Well. Uh, so, yeah, that was probably the most traumatic one. I mean, really closely followed by Rent, though. They, you know, they, there's not a lot in it. Um, but I think because the Avengers was the first challenge and was so um so traumatic well I say traumatic I think I might have fallen asleep for part of it but you know what I mean it was it was it was pretty bad pretty bad and you still owe me you still owe me three dollars 95 for it Dale I do I did actually write that down that I still haven't paid paid you that three dollars 95 so you hated Avengers more than you hated Rent yes Yes, because Rent, I knew what was happening, even though it was fucking ridiculous, mm. um, whereas The Adventures was fucking ridiculous and I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> Avengers, not a, not, a, not Adventures, it's Avengers. Whatever. It was, <laughs> it's not worthy of even the time of me learning how to say it properly, Dale. It's, um, yeah, so, and, and lots and lots of people, like I said, many people have stopped me and said who like, Marvel films and have said Dale chose the wrong film. Many people who do not like it have also said they completely agree with me and that um, I'm absolutely right and you're wrong. <laughs> I bet you, was it Jonas that said um, I shouldn't have chosen Avengers? I bet you it was one person. Oh, uh, no. I think there would have been at least two or three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, seriously. Um, you, you, you name, you name the mud down at the Bowls Club at the moment, Dale. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, okay, and I don't know if you did any preparation for this episode, but did you listen back to any episodes? Uh, the most recent one that I have listened back um, to would be the True Crime podcast, episode, episode six I listened to recently, but I didn't listen to the earlier ones. Hmm. But I, I know I know them practically word for word. So yeah. <laughs> so if you had to go, if you had to um, pick up your iPhone and listen to one of our episodes now, which would be the one you'd go to? So my favorite one to go back to listen to that was where you were trying to turn me onto something. I would say would be um, camper van living. I mean, the scores do reflect that. Yeah, I mean that was such a positive experience, and I think it's one of the one of the episodes where um, it's fun, but it's also kind of interesting. Like if you were ever thinking about doing something like that, it's kind of informative. There's a little bit of informative stuff mm. in there, and I also particularly like the way that your boyfriend stroke our producer faded me in and out when I was telling my very long story <laughs> about everywhere I went to. Yeah, he did that to both of us, didn't he? Me in episode six, the true crime podcast episode and you on camper van living yes we've both had our our turn which episode do you think gave you the biggest surprise does this have to be one of you turning me on to something or can i choose just one generally just one generally if you want Okay, well, I think it would be drag queens i think that mm. um i knew i knew that it was it was possibly going to be fun so this is episode three, Drag Queens, where I try and turn you into a drag queen. Um, I don't know if any of our listeners out there have actually heard this episode and haven't been to the website, our website, um, www, sorry, on the turnpodcast.com. Um, you will see there's a video and the most surprising moment was when Dale and our producer, Straight Dale's boyfriend, Rob, uh, had to do a battle, a lip sync for your life between the two of them. And um, Rob did a double wig reveal, which was just so mind-blowingly shocking. And then that was soon <laughs> followed by Dale uh, basically using um, one of the girders in my house as a stripper pole. Was not expecting that. So I think that would be my most shocking moment in uh in all of the episodes that we we've done and something that I will never ever forget my mem- most memorable moment as well and probably my favorite moment out of all of them I think as because well, that's one of the ones I listened back to end to end and the and I went back and watched the the videos on the website I remember at the time it feeling much more dramatic than actually <laughs> what it looks like in the video <laughs> like I did feel like I went to the top of your roof and my legs were like flinging around, but actually it, it didn't, it wasn't quite as dramatic as I, as I remembered it, but God, I felt it for three days after. It's though when you watch RuPaul's drag, drag race and you see someone do um, one of the death drops, it, it, it Ru's face and Michelle Visage's face is always like, Oh my God, I wasn't expecting that. And it's like someone always does a death drop in yeah. the, the lip sync for your life. So why is that so shocking? But I think when you're in the moment and you've got the music and you've got the, the glamour and the glitter and the whole campness of it all, it is a very, you know, everything is a little bit more mm-hmm. amplified. So um, yeah, I've never understood that death drop because it always, it just seems really, easy but I've tried it and it's not Mm. 
Mm, well, maybe. Have you tried it? No, I haven't, darling. But I've I've only just started being able to do the um the twerking. So it's you know one step at a time. And I can I can do a slut drop now as well because I still mm. go to the gym. So I've got excellent excellent core strength. Um, so in fact, on Saturday night I was at a party. I have not danced for that long. I would have danced for oh, probably about three hours solid. And it, bear in mind, I was wearing 100% polyester and it was quite a warm night. I was able to do it, keep up with the young'uns. I was doing my slut drop. I was doing my twerking, trying to do a bit of moonwalking, but there wasn't the right slippery floor surface mm, no. um, to sock ratio. It's always the way. Always the way. Um, but, yes, so, no, but maybe my death drop is, an, is something new for me to try. I'm just a bit scared that, mm. you know, I might, you know. Mm. I would be worried you'd get a concussion or something. Well, you know how older ladies have to be careful with osteoporosis and stuff oh, like that. I don't want to I don't want to get a fucking hip replacement at the age of 48. <laughs> too young, girl, too, yeah. young. Mm. too young. Yeah. And I'm not ready to be a full-time carer. I know. I've got a life to live yet. I know. <laughs> Let's give it a few more years. Yeah. Um, the only other question I have for you and I think, well, it, it's not episode specific, but it was. It's what is the the biggest thing you've discovered about me through this process that you didn't know before? It's actually how much you've matured. So I like the fact that you are prepared to admit when you're wrong about something. So, for example, when you tried to turn me on to rent. Mm. And then you agreed that actually that was just not a good idea at all. Um, so that that was something new that I learned about you or something new that you have developed mm. recently, which, which is very good. Um, I've also learned um, that you're... Uh, you're very good at explaining things. So when Danny Brown, my lovely husband, and I listened to the Real Housewives episode in the car together, everything you were saying, Danny Brown was going, oh, yes, that's so right, Dale. Mm, yes, Dale. Oh, I totally agree with you, Dale. Like, Dale, Dale, Dale. And, um, <laughs> and then D- Danny was afterwards, like, I think he's got a real boy crush on you now because he's like, Dale was just so articulate in the way that he described all the reasons why I don't like the Real Housewives. And... I thought, yes, yes, he is very articulate and I just take you for granted because you're my friend and you've been my friend for, it's actually now technically 17 years, darling. Um, and I just, uh, I, I've been taking that for granted. So I just want to tell you, I think you're really clever and you're very articulate. Thank you. I I've, I actually don't think I explain things very well. So I'm glad I, I reached Danny through the, the dribble that is... <laughs> my thoughts on Real Housewives, um, but because uh, I, I, when I was listening back, I was like, "Oh God, Dale, just get to the point." Oh no, no, no! And I, I did think you were very, you were very good in that episode as well. That's probably your top performance. Oh really? Okay, I'm gonna have to listen back mm. on that one. Mm, yep. So that's all the questions I have for you. I would also just like to thank you, Roxy, for my gay education, which I realise is littered throughout our episodes, um, <laughs> including Paris is burning. RuPaul's Drag Race, Bronx, 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 Steep Beat, Bronx, Steep, what, what is it? Bronxky Beat. Bronxky Beat. Um, A little bit of work to do still yeah. with the gay education. Yeah. And um, there was another, there, my, I think my favourite um, line that you said, <laughs> that you said at one point was, um, 
bearded lady we are not. That's my, uh, my highlight from my gay education. So thank you for that. Well, it's my pleasure, Dale. And I do realise that um, there have been... I've only tried to turn you on to something in four episodes, whereas you've tried to turn me on to something in six episodes. So therefore, as a little surprise for you, we're going. I'm going to do a little um, live as we speak. Uh, I'm going to try and turn you on to something. Now, I've had a had a little chat to uh, your boyfriend, Stroke, our producer, and he happens to have the prop ready. And I'm going to try and turn you on to bananas. Oh. <laughs> oh, I don't even want to touch it. Oh. Is Rob is Rob showing you the banana? Yeah, I'm holding it next to the microphone. Oh. Oh. It's, it's still peeled? It's in its wrapper thing. Skin, it's, whatever. It's... Yeah, and is it a, a really ripe with brown bits, or is it still a little bit green, or is it is it is it flaccid, or is it it's hard? It's bone hard. It's it's yellow with a little bit of um, black at the at around the top, um, mm-hmm. a little bit bruised at points, but otherwise, I guess as far as bananas go, perfectly formed, and, and it's like. I guess if 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 a big banana is a big cock, this is like a husband-sized cock, you know, where it's just, per- you know, not too big, not too small. It's, um, it's you know, perfectly shaped. So I think I can handle it from a size perspective. Um, but... Uh, Sorry, is seven inches the average size of a penis? I'm just Googling it, actually, <laughs> average penis size. I don't know how... I don't know. One, two, three... 5.1 inches. Yeah, it's probably average 5 point something inches, this banana. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's also fair trade. Okay, good, good. From the Dominican Republic. Now, <laughs> now, do you want to just maybe tell our listeners a little bit about your experiences with bananas and, and why this is a bit of an issue for you? My issue is A, the, the feel of it, although this one doesn't feel too bad, but I don't like the kind of uh, touch of them. Um, but the other thing is primarily when I was riding the tube every day in London and my daily commute, I would often see people eating all sorts of fruit, but bananas particularly, eat the banana, unpeel it, eat the banana, and then take the skin. And they, they look around the, the, the carriage and go, oh, what am I going to do with this? And I'm looking at them going, you put it in your fucking bag right now put it in your mm-hmm. fucking bag. And what do they do? They look around, they go, oh, look, there's a ledge behind me on my seat. They turn around and they drop the fucking banana skin on the ledge behind the seat and then get off and walk away. That's what fucks me off. And also because the inside of the banana skin is like, like, ugh, uh, what's the word? Like mushy, mushy. And so it's going to leave its mush on things and therefore – you never know when you're going to touch banana mush when you're on public transport. That's that's what it comes down to. Now, bananas are fantastically versatile. I just feel like I need to do a bit of a pro-banana um, big up here. Obviously, they're fabulous for when you've got children because they're very mobile. But when you have little kids and they have the banana, they'll squeeze it really hard and then they'll get banana cream kind of all in between <laughs> their fingers Stop. and everything. 
Darling, sorry. Too much, too, too much. much. We can handle you shitting yourself in the uh, toilet at, the, at the, um, the village, but the bananas are too much. Oh. Anyway, I'll just I'll let you crack on and, and eat it. So could you talk us through as you sort of unpeel it and your thoughts and your feelings as, 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 as you uh, proceed? I don't even know how to unpeel it, though. Uh, apparently there's a – I remember something seeing something on good old – I'm shaking. Facebook saying we've been doing it wrong all these years. Let me have a look. Peeling a banana. I mean, I've always done it at the top, the, you know, the X the, – Extra erect bit up the top. Did you say cock or top? But it says top. Oh, top. But what it says here is turn your banana upside down and focus on the nubby pointed tip at the opposite end. Pinch this tip between your first finger and thumb. This will split the skin of the banana cleanly, allowing you to peel it back. Easy. Apparently this is how monkeys eat bananas. Has it worked? Oh, Oh, Rob, can you do it? I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. It's already got a little bit on my finger. Oh. 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 But I'm not eating the end of it. It's black. Oh. Do I eat that bit? Can you take that bit off? Oh, Oh, he's eating it. So multi-talented. Okay. So when was the last time you ate a banana, do you reckon? I have never eaten a banana as a consenting adult or child with okay. a choice. Um, okay. So I haven't eaten it yet. I'm just gearing up to it. Okay, here we go. Okay. But, I do, but by the way, I do eat banana products. So I'll have dried yeah. banana in my cereal. I'll, oh, I can smell it. It's overwhelming. Um, I'll eat banana, you know, like the little banana Allen's lollies. I'll eat those. Yeah, yeah, um, they're good. And banana milkshakes, love them. Are you currently holding the banana? Like, are you touching the flesh or are you on the skin? Are you holding it by the skin at the minute? I'm touching the foreskin. The foreskin, okay, yep. So peel, peel back the foreskin yeah. and then just wrap your lips around <laughs> around the head of the pe- of the banana and just gently... Gently take a little bite. How are you doing there? Oh. Oh. I can hear you I can hear you munching. How's it going? I mean, it tastes less like a banana than banana flavoured products. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you know what it is as well, Dale, there's a real, you know, there's that like five-second rule with the banana when it's just at the correct consistency and ripeness. Mm. And if you do eat an overly ripe banana, they can taste way too banana-y. Okay. Um, this one doesn't taste like a huge, I mean, it's definitely a banana, but it doesn't taste yeah. overwhelmingly like a banana. So I don't know. Yeah. Is this a ripe one, Rob? Hmm. Okay. I'm, I've had my bite. I think I've gonna okay. wrap that up again and give it back to Rob. On a scale of one to ten, Dale, <laughs> of one being never going to eat a banana again, ten being I'm 
going to look up um, 60,000 things you can do with bananas. I'm sure there's a BuzzFeed article about that. Um, where are you? So I think going into it, I would have been a one, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I think um, I'm going to say I'm a... I'm going to say I'm a five. Well done, darling. I'm very proud of you. And very, very. Hold proud on, of I want you. to explain why. Not, mm-hmm. not, not, not five points why I've deducted down from ten, but I just can't get my head around the peeling, like the the skin and peeling it, and the little bit of juice that came out when I when I pinched it and pulled it back. Well, when Rob pulled it back, and I got a bit of juice on me. Mm-hmm. The taste, though, and the texture of the inside of it wasn't as bad as I was going to as, as I thought it would be. Um, and so I think if Rob can peel them for me from now on, I would be more than happy to have the inside of a banana. Okay. This is good news. Mm. This is good news. If you do end up on a deserted island and the only food available is bananas, we're on, just as long as you've got Rob with you, mm. you'll be able to survive, darling. Yeah. yeah. You'll be able to survive. I think it's um, bananas and water all you need to be able to survive in life. So good news. Well done. Well done. And thank you to Rob for, for helping um, with that particular challenge and for uh, for doing the peeling as well. Dale, it's my turn to ask you about some of the highlights of our 10 episodes yeah. that we've had thus far where I have tried to turn you on to various things. Um, the episodes that I have tried to turn you on to include uh, the first one was I tried to turn you on to cooking where we got to do a Japanese dish. The second one was drag queens where I tried to turn you into a drag queen extravaganza. Um, the third one was I tried to turn you on to true crime podcasts and the final one was me trying to turn you on to Real Housewives. So um, out of those... Let's not forget the banana. And the banana, just hot off the press, the banana. Which one of those episodes has been your favourite episode as far as your um, learning experience, your your on-the-turn experience? Mm. I think my... F- well, I think Drag Queens was um, a was an all-round, was my all-round favourite episode to have been to where I was being challenged mm-hmm. um, just because it was quite social, um, quite good fun, something completely different to what we would normally do, um, but also maybe as well because it wasn't something that was like out of the question for me anyway. Like it wasn't something that I had completely discount like bananas, which I'd ruled out in my whole life. Um Drag, drag was kind of always there, but I'd never really had the either the space or the guts to try it out. So I think that was probably my my favourite. And which was the one that you hated the experience the most out of the four that I sorry the five that I've given you? Um, it's going to be no surprise. It was Real Housewives of whoever the fuck cares. I still feel like you just didn't give it a good go. I feel like you went in with a very negative frame of mind. No, and- no, 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 because I told you that I. I told you that I've um, dabbled in Kardashians and so it would be hypocritical of me to not come in with an open mind. And I went in, but I just, I was just, I was like, you are not, 
no, I don't want to get into it again. Okay. Okay. Well, I do feel that I'm glad that there was something I gave you to do that you really, really hated because it kind of makes up for the um, adventures and the um, rent. So, you know. Yeah. Well, rent was not the highlight of my challenging career. No. No. And I'm just wondering, were any of the challenges I gave you, were any of them, were they stress inducing at all? Was there, like when I announced it to you that you'd be doing, say, for example, cooking or watching Real Housewives, was there one that you kind kind of flipped you out? I mean, obviously the banana one did because we've just heard that, but were there any other ones that you were just really like, oh? Um, I think cooking, cooking was... While I, I was excited about it, I was also quite nervous because um, I I just don't I wasn't sure how complicated it was going to be, and I realised that I don't like being crap at things, mm-hmm. and it wasn't it was just like there's the recipe now we're going to do it, and no like and now I'm going to teach you how to stir a pot. It wasn't that it was like now I'm going to teach you how to cook chicken katsu curry, one of my favourite meals. So I was that was I guess the um, the one that freaked me out the m- the most, but you did very well in helping bring that nervousness down by creating an entire experience around it with the shopping, choosing a cuisine and a and a and a dish that uh, meant something to me, even though I had only just recently come to the to the realization that I'm not a foodie thanks to that BuzzFeed <laughs> test. I really enjoyed um, our shopping. Uh, experience when we went to the Japanese, well, it was actually an Asian supermarket and uh, I enjoyed sort of helping you learn basically a fundamental life skill in my kitchen. It was a, it was a special bonding moment for me. And then I enjoyed eating the end result of your hard work. Mm. And I've actually since gone on to only yesterday, um, put some icing sugar through a sieve and uh, mix it with butter and mascarpone for Rob's mum to make icing for the carrot cakes you had baked. Well, fuck my old boots. It's, you're practically a gourmet chef now, darling. You really are. And, in fact, I was just going to ask, was have, out of any of the experience, have they kind of changed you in any way? Like do you do things now that you didn't do before as a result of your on-the-turn challenges? Um, I think the... Well, I mean, we've only done. You've only tried to challenge me four times. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, if I run through them quickly, drag hasn't changed me uh, dramatically. Although I am already planning my performance for <laughs> the House of Hotton Drag Race 2019. And you're not the only person who's already doing their planning, darling. I can assure you. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, good. Um, and the um, the cooking. I would say it hasn't changed me dramatically. I haven't gone on to share the cooking with Rob evenly. I'll, I'll say that. Um, but I, yeah, so it hasn't really changed me dramatically. Although I'm not, if someone said, we're going, you're going to cook tonight, Dale, and here's a recipe, I wouldn't be as fearful. Um, and then the uh, Real Housewives definitely didn't change me. Um, and true crime, I would say it's a tough category to go in. It, it, it didn't change me. But it did make me, I felt good for it that you and I had something to connect on. Mm-hmm. Although what I would say with the recent revelation about them catching the Easteria rapist 
go, uh, original Night Stalker slash Golden State Killer, whatever he is. Um, I'm not. I don't think I'm a murderino like you. Oh, I think it, just as a little side note for anyone out there who has listened to the True Crime podcast and got into True Crime podcasts in particular, Case File, the one that we featured in that particular episode, and I know there are quite a few of you out there who have started listening to Case File now. If you haven't listened to the East Area Rapist Original Night Stalker it, it, episodes, it is actually five episodes, please do. And then um, read everything that's happening at the minute is the most shocking thing that has happened in um, recent uh, uh, ca- catching of a criminal that I have ever heard about. It's just mind-blowing. Um, and, yes, I am up all night on going down the rabbit hole, which is Reddit and and completely obsessing about it. So, yes, if you're not doing that, Dale, you're definitely not a murderino because the rest of the murderino community are losing their minds. Yeah. No, and look, I'm keeping up with the, because I am a member of the Case File unofficial and official groups mm-hmm. online on Facebook, <laughs> and I am reading some of the comments. And the reason I know I'm not a murderino, which is someone who is a true crime fanatic, um, but not a criminal, uh, not that sort of fanatic, um, is because... I'm not interested in the. I like I like the episode you chose for me was great because it was like movie worthy drama, and it was an incredible piece of work. I appreciate the what could be fictional elements of it. When it gets a little bit too close to home, then I'm a I'm I'm not so uh, interested in it. I don't like real life that much. Is what I've realised. I, I guess is what I'm saying. Okay. So is there, has there been anything in any of the episodes that you found really shocking or that have um, really surprised you in any kind of way? Um, well, yeah, I think the Campervan episode, it really shocked me how much you really connected with that mm. um, because that was, A, I mean, well done for organising that with Lou, like logistically a great piece of work. Um, but also just the... Like you, you didn't, you didn't do a. Uh, it wasn't a posh version of it. It was, it was as people do it on the road in in uh, in camper vans and motorhomes. So it was you were living the real experience for five days, and you really everything you did and everything you talked about really resonated with me as I live full time in a camper van, except when I'm in Rob's childhood bedroom. Um, but the all the things you pointed out, all the things you noticed, really. Uh, I'm pleased, but also um, surprised that you connected with all those things um, as openly as you did. Oh, yeah. No, I was surprised as well. It shows that you can teach an old dog new tricks, really, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd like to ask, if if I may, uh your boyfriend stroke our producer, who we don't usually allow to talk during our episodes, but I'd really be interested to know if he has a favourite moment during the past 10 episodes that he has worked so, so hard on. Uh, None of this would be happening if it wasn't for Rob. Basically, you and I would just not be able to to make this work in any kind of way. So I'd love to know if if Rob um, is willing what his favourite moment or episode has been in in the in the past ones that we've recorded thus far. Hi. Hello. Oh, he's a real person. Oh, he's got a face for radio. 
That's a bit rude. <laughs> Look, don't be horrible. He's the one that peeled your banana for you, so. <laughs> Every night. Oh. <laughs> right, before it gets too smutty. Yes. My... I'm, I'm circumcised, by the way. That's oh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Sorry, go, Rob. Wow, no comeback from that. So, Rob. My favourite part of the episode's. I was kind of hoping that episode two, cooking, would be a life changer for me. (laughs) Sadly, not. I can completely understand why you would want that to be a life changer, bearing in mind you do 99.9% of the cooking in your camper van and out of the camper van as well. So, yes. I'm sorry that I didn't try a little bit harder with that one, Rob. Maybe I should have gone with an easier um, recipe than uh, than chicken katsu curry. No, it was good, and I thought you were very patient, Roxy. You're a very good teacher in that episode because Dale's not the most patient person when it comes to recipes and cooking. Mm, mm. Well, he knew not to mess with mother. <laughs> <laughs> My most enjoyable episode, though, was probably, I think, for you, seeing you embrace karaoke it was good it was great fun to record that episode but also seeing your progression through i'm really nervous i don't want to do this to being a full-on performer and and kind of properly embracing the karaoke spirit and obviously as well since then down at the rsl yes well and that is called tequila that that helped me through that process but thank you i i will take that uh i will take that as a compliment um and yeah i mean words don't suffice to how much um, I, how grateful I am, Rob, and I know Dale is obviously as well, but I'm sure he can tell you that every every day and night. But um, for me, thank you so much for everything you've done with the podcast. It's been awesome. You have been such a terrific help. Uh, well, you've done all the production and you're the one who keeps Dale and I on some kind of track. Otherwise, it would just be us talking shit, which it kind of is anyway. But at least it's shit with a structure. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. That can be a, that can be our um, that can be our sort of catch line. Um, yeah, on shit the turn, with- <laughs> shit with structure. <laughs> I think there's some other thank yous that we've got, Dale, as well, isn't it? Because we are taking a little bit of a break and um, and just sort of getting on with life uh, as we've both got very, we're both very, very busy at the minute, but we will be coming back for the next season um, in the next few months. But there has been a lot of people that have helped us up to, up to this point. Um, so I don't know if you want to get started with some thank yous, Dale, or if you'd like me to start. Yeah, I, I can start. The first, the first person um, I, on uh, off the back of thanking Rob that I want to thank is our friend Alex, oh. well, who we call Jungle, um, because he's um, helped us get the episodes onto iTunes and uh, Spotify and all those sorts of things. And whenever there's been an issue or whatever, he's the one that we go to and. Helps, and he's been Rob's friend for a long time, my friend for a long time, and I think you know him as well, don't you, Roxy? Yes, I do. Yes, we went away yeah. for New Year's that time. That's yep. right. Yeah, um, and he works for a company called This Is Distorted, who are hosting um, our podcast, and they've been very kind uh, to do that for us. So, Alex, and This Is Distorted, thank you very much. Thank you. Um, the other, um, so there's a few things. Obviously, there's our karaoke gang that we need to thank, which was mm-hmm. um, Carolyn. Alan Miller from Scotland, Kate, Amy Vidler, and Martin. I also thank Justin, but I'm not thanking him for karaoke because he didn't fucking sing. Um, and I, I'm going to back off now because I have beaten him up quite a bit about that. Um, but he is also part of that karaoke crew. 
Um, and then, Roxy, do you want to thank the Queens from the House of Hotton? Yeah, so I would like to thank the Queens of, at the House of Hotton, which was Aaron and Dylan, who flew up from Sydney, especially for it, um, Andy and Jonas, Danny Brown, uh, and Phil, and a special surprise guest that came in at the last minute, um, Crystal Mess. So <laughs> thank you to all of all of them for, and obviously the two of you for, for and did I say Danny Brown? Yeah, I did say Danny yes, Brown. Yes, you did, yeah. For yeah. participating and making it probably one of the most fun nights I've ever had at my house. It was it was truly great and everyone just went for it, which was awesome. Um, I'd also like to thank Lou and Dougie Bush for hosting me in the the um, van life episode, they were both incredible hosts and great company for me. And and none of that would have been possible if they hadn't have just been welcomed me with open arms and went out of their way to come pick me up and and take me to go and see some some sights. And I'd also like to thank Chermside Water Park for letting us in at <laughs> On child family tickets for episode four for water parks. Um, God bless you, Chermside Water Park. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. Um, I'd also like to thank Cameron for his, although it's come in quite late. Um, I don't know if you saw his seven points of ripping us to shreds about musicals. It's it's not a musical if it's uh, what was that? Look, I can't even remember what they were, but it was it was uh, like. If they're speaking, if they're singing their word like the words as acting, then it's an opera or some shit like that. that. Look, I think you and I both looked at it and went, "Yeah, whatever, Cameron." But thank you, Cameron, for taking the time to correct us on everything yeah. we got wrong in that episode, which was practically ninety nine percent of it, apparently. Yeah, I mean, the good news for Cameron is he's only up to episode five, so he's still got um, six episodes <laughs> to go, including this one. And we've also had some really amazing listeners out there who have been so supportive. Um, one that comes to mind is uh, Jill Wing, who has just been awesome. Um, yeah. That's me clapping, not anything else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and we've also had um, a delightful listener who sent us for Easter a picture of a What could only be described as a bunny rabbit with ears made out of a labia, basically. So um, (laughs) thank you for that. We don't really need any more of those type of pictures, but thank you for thinking of us over Easter anyway. Yeah, yeah. he knows who he is. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Oh, it's a he. Um, and I would also like to thank uh, Amy Vidler for being the butt Boom, butt of many jokes um, and being falsely accused of shitting herself um, very early on in the uh, in, in our podcast, the Water Parks episode. Amy Vidler did not shit herself, but as we do now know, I did once <laughs> as an adult as well. Um, we need to thank, uh, when I was listening back to a few episodes, uh, Valentine, your dog. Um, oh, yes. He featured a number of times, whether he was jumping and cha- jumping up at the fence, chasing the the postman, or whether he had a bit of feather boa on his lip during the drag queen episode. <laughs> um, so I, from 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 Dale, his brother, to Valentine, I'd like to thank you, Val, for your avid participation in our podcast. Go woof. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else, Roxy? 
No, that's it. However, I think my husband, I think my husband, Denny Brown, well done for putting up with me just generally. Got nothing to do with the podcast, but yeah. <laughs> well done for putting up with me. Um, no, I don't think I've got anyone else. But I did want to mention that if you do enjoy On The Turn, and I mean, why would you not? Um, there's a couple of things you can do to support us to make sure that we do continue on with our podcast. Um, one is would love it if you subscribed to our podcast. Um, would also love it if you left a review. We're also participating in the British Podcast Awards. And, Dale, I believe you've got details on how people can nominate us for that or support us with that. So it's britishpodcastawards.com. Um, if you head to the Listener's Choice Award, type on the turn into the search, select our podcast, and uh, that will log your vote. Uh, we thank you very much. And voting closes on the 17th of May. So there's a couple of weeks to to vote for on the turn. Hurrah. So unless you've got anything else, I just wanted to wrap up with the scores of the on the turnometer over the first season of on the turn. That would be fabulous. Please do. So episode one, you tried to turn me on to... Um, uh, sorry, I tried to turn you on to Marvel superheroes. You voted a three. Episode two, you tried to turn me on to cooking. I voted a five. Episode uh, three, you tried to turn me into a drag queen. I voted a over an overwhelming nine, which was a little twist because I'd originally voted eight and then increased it to nine. Um, episode four, you tried to turn me. I tried to turn you on to water parks. You voted a seven, which I was very pleased about. Episode five, I tried to turn you on to musicals. You voted a two. I wouldn't blame you for that. <laughs> Episode six, uh, you tried to turn me on to true crime podcasts and I voted a nine. Episode seven was karaoke. You voted a seven. I think that probably would be higher these days given you've gone on to launch a, a solo career at the RSL. Yes, you can see me at the RSL near you coming soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, episode eight was The Real Housewives where I voted a one. Uh, that is the lowest score in On The Turn history, I'd like to point out. Uh, episode nine, I tried to turn you on to X-Men comics. That was a big surprise, actually, that you you gave me an eight for that, um, mm. which I was very pleased about. Have you gone on to read any more comic of your comic books? No. No? Okay. Uh, episode 10 was The Camper Van Living. That was our extra long Oprah-style uh, sort of therapy session there. Mm -hmm. uh, you voted a 10, which was the record for On The Turn um, uh, on the tonometer scoring. Um, and then the final episode, uh, sorry, final challenge, let's say, which was the banana challenge, which we just did earlier, uh, you got a five for that. Now, before the banana episode, I'd worked out the, uh, I did an average because you've not done as many challenges as I've had to do. Um, sorry, you, you've done more challenges than me. Can I just ask, did you um, type this all into an Excel spreadsheet? No, actually, I did it on paper, gridded paper. Oh. Paper. Oh, that does surprise me. Yeah. Um, so the scores are Dale 37, Roxy 24, but it's not fair because you don't have as many episodes under your belt um, as me to make up that. So I did an, I did an average. Mm -hmm. um, and the average is, this is before the banana challenge, okay, because I didn't know that was happening. Yeah. Uh, the average was 6.2 for Dale and 6 for Roxy. Now, look, I said, I know I said no fractions in on the turn, but I'm going to let that through now <laughs> officially. <laughs> Because I'm because uh, I'm winning by a fraction, um, but now I'm just going to add in uh, the banana score and work out what the your new average is. Okay. And now your new average is four point eight. 
So, <laughs> so you've won. So at the end of season one, uh, it's official. I am winning um, in life and at, in, on the on the tonometer. Um, but you had a good crack at it, Roxy. Thank you very much. Thanks, darling. Thank you. God loves a trier. Yeah, he does. Um, and with that, I've only got one more thank you uh, to say, and that's to you, my love, Aww. because I don't think we would have – I certainly didn't. I'm going to cry now. <laughs> oh, darling. Oh, I love you so much. Bless you. Oh, you're such a sweetheart. I love you. Uh, it's all right, boo. I'm going to start calling you that now. It's all right, boo. <laughs> anyway, it was. I'd like to thank you because it was a great experience, and we've learned a lot, and I've learned a lot. And uh, but I do have one realization of something which became evident as I was listening back through a few episodes. Um, I think. I'm a little bit scared of you. Oh. I think there are moments where I'm just very polite and I don't feel like I'm a polite person. But So I'm going to try hard in, in season two just to be a little bit more, you know, stand up to you, Roxy. Oh, oh, I don't like the thought of being a bully. You're not a bully. It's just I'm ever so polite in, the, in, in, in many of the episodes. Oh. Whereas you rip the shit out of me. Well, I think it's probably though it's a little bit of life justice because um, because you do that to Rob, oh, so then I do yeah. it to you, and who does it to you? Um, well, no one really, but it's kind of you know it's kind of a, it, it's I'm doing Rob a favour basically. Would that be correct, Rob? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Darling, you don't need to be scared of me. I, I, I love you dearly and I have found it an amazing experience. But, yes, feel free to tell me to get back in my box in the next season. I might not listen to you, but feel free to try. <laughs> Great. Okay. 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 Well, I love you very much, darling, and Uru, and we'll... Okay, um, bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Love you, bye. Love you. Bye-bye. Don't hang up, though. I can't believe you're scared of me. Everyone's scared of you. No. Really? I only said a little scared. I'm not, like, terrified of you. Good. I don't want to be a bully. The other thing I realise, you have incredible recall. Really? Like, your memory. You do make shit up as well. Oh, for sure. When you thought you sang Ring of Fire at karaoke and you actually did not. <laughs> that, that's pissness, though, darling. <laughs>